Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Last week we finished the gate of abstinence, which is the ninth chapter of the book of Hovos uh, Halevavot, Duties of the Heart by Rabbi Bahia Ibn Pakuda. And today we're entering the 10th gate, which is the gate of the love of God. It is the last chapter of the, of the two volumes of Rabbi Bahia Ibn Pakuda, a monumental work of uh, duties of the heart. I'm going to go through a, through a recap of the 10 gates. We learned gate of unity of God. The second gate is the gate of reflection. The third gate is the gate of serving God. The fourth gate is which it's the one that is the most famous that everybody learns is the is the gate of trusting God, which is known as Shar Habitahon. And then we have the whole the gate of wholehearted devotion of all acts. We have the gate of humility, gate of repentance, the gate of self-accounting the gate of abstinence, which we just learned. And now today we're entering the gate of love of God, which is the last gate of this work. So uh, Rabbi Bahia, he says that um, the aim of which it is to focus the mind and, the, and free the heart of the love of the creator, may he be exalted and too long for his favor. I think that proper to fall with an explanation of the aspects of love of God May he be exalted, for this love is the ultimate level and the highest degree to which those devoted to God's service may attain. Now with, now with God's help, I say as follows. So what he's saying here is that the ultimate service to God is to love God. This, we did the whole nine other gates to come to the point where we love Hashem. And I heard a story, a beautiful story, in stories to inspire of a, of a Rosh Hashiva, that he never had to go out to look for money to, um, to, to be able to provide for the yeshiva uh, and his students. And the students were always wondering, because it's usual, it's common that the Rosh Hashivas have to travel and they have to go to other places to ask for money to be able to sustain the yeshivas. But this Rosh Hashiva never had to go out to look for money. He always had money. And they were wondering, and they used to ask him, where do you get your money from? And he would never answer. So one Purim, they said, you know what? Let's get him drunk and let that, that way his mouth will get loose. His tongue will be loose and he'll tell us the secret. So as it happened, Purim came, they made the Rosh Hashiva drunk. And when he was very tipsy, they asked him, now you can tell us, where do you get your money from? So he says, well, I'm going to tell you. Many years ago, I was taking my children on a trip. I had rented a van. And on our way back to, um, I don't know if it was Bene Brak, we got a, the car broke down in the highway. And it was already like nine o'clock at night. It was dark, it was nighttime. And we were stuck in the middle of the highway and I was stuck with these 10 kids. And so suddenly a driver came and he stopped. And he was a non-religious Jew. And he came and he started barking at me. Oh, you all, you religious Jews, you, you, you're, what's wrong with you? You have all these kids and you're stuck in the highway. How do you go around with a car like this? And, uh, and he just left. And like five minutes later, he came back. He says, okay, I'm gonna help you. Not because of you, but because of the children. I cannot go to sleep thinking that all these children are stuck in the highway for so many hours. 
So the, the, the man said, okay, so he looked, he looked, what's wrong with the car? Oh, you don't have gas, you run out of gas. So he said, I'm gonna take you to the next gas station and we're gonna fill, uh, I have a, a gallon in my trunk and we'll fill it up and come and put gas in your car and that should be enough for you to get home. So they go to the gas station and when the rabbi is going in to pay, he sees a very big sign in, in, in neon colors and lights and it says we're open for Shabbat. So he turns around and he goes back to this other Jew and he says to him, I'm sorry, I can't buy gasoline here. So the man says, what? You're crazy. How can it be? You can, you're not going to buy gasoline here. What's wrong with you? So he says, no, it's, I can't buy gasoline here because it, it's, it, there's a big sign saying that they open for Shabbos. He says, okay, but you need the gasoline. Today is not Shabbos. What do you care? You have all these kids in the car. He says, I'm sorry, but God loves me and God loves me and I cannot do this to him. I can't, I'm sorry. So he said, if they wouldn't announce it, I wouldn't know and I would buy, but it's announced, so I can't. So they, he takes him back to the van, he drops him off and he says, okay, good luck for you. And he leaves. Then 10 minutes later, he comes back and says, I'm sorry. I'm gonna help you because really I can't go to sleep thinking about your kids stuck in the highway all night, it's dangerous. So let me take you to another gas station. So they go to another gas station and eventually this gas station didn't say anything about Shabbat, nothing, he bought the gas. They came back, he put the gas in the, in the, in the car and he w went home and the other guy went home. Thank you, thank you, Shalom Alehem, bye bye. And he left. Like two years later, he receives a phone call, this rabbi from Someone says, oh, you're rabbi such and such. Yes, it's me. Who is this? Oh, I'm such and such. I don't know if you remember me, but like two years ago, I saved you in the highway. You were stuck with no gas and your kids. Oh, sure. I remember you. I remember you. I will never forget you. I pray for you every day that you saved our lives. Thank you again. And he says, I need to talk to you. Can I come? So he says, sure give him the address, the man comes, has tea and he has cookies and cake and he receives them very happy. And the man says to him, you know, Rabbi such and such, my father just passed away and my father was a very rich man. He owned most of the real estate in Tel Aviv and in his, um, and in his, um, and in his will, he left step, I'm the only son, I'm the heir of his fortune but he stipulated that I had to give 20% of everything to a man that God loves. And that's how he wrote it, a man that God loves. And I'm thinking, who God loves? You know, you say, I love God, but God, who God loves? And so he said, I was thinking and I was thinking and I was thinking and I remembered you. I remember that day that we came to this gas station and you didn't, you refused to buy gasoline there because it was announced that they opened for Shabbat and you said, how can I do this to God that loves me? God loves me, how can I do this to him? And so this man, that's how he gets the money for this yeshiva, he never has to go and ask for one cent. And we see that this gate of love of God really, is the realization that not only we have to come 
to love God. It's, it's not only coming to love God, it's to understanding that God loves us. And when we understand that God loves us, our, God, our love for God is gonna be even greater. So Rabbi Bahia says, you should understand and know my brother, that all the duties of the heart, personal qualities and nobility of soul mentioned previously in this book are steps and stages leading to this lofty idea, which we intend to explain in this gate. And you should also know that all duties and virtues, whether learned from, from recent scripture or rabbinical tradition, are steps and levels by which one ascends to this ideal, which is their goal and culmination, and there is no higher level than this, nor any beyond. So the whole purpose of, of our life, of our, of our being in this world, of learning Torah, of keeping mitzvot, is to really come to connect to Hashem in a way in which we do for Him because we love Him. Not because it's an obligation, not because something bad's gonna happen to us if we don't keep the Torah, not because uh, we were brought up this way, it's because we love God. It's very different when you do a mitzvah out of love than out of uh, obligation. We're obliged anyways, it's a com we're commanded to do them, but it comes very differently when you love Hashem, when you recognize the love of God. So there's a few, um, Pesukim in, in, in the writings that talk about this, we see that, uh, <clears throat> that uh, in Devarim, it says, listen Israel, Shema Israel, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Ehad. Listen Israel, Hashem is our God, Hashem is one. And it continues, love Hashem your God. It commands us to love God uh, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. So, he emphasizes love of God and repeated it over in Devarim, as it says, to love Hashem your God, to obey His voice, and to attach yourself to Him. So the whole purpose is attachment, is the vehicles, is to come to attach ourselves to God, but through love. And so attaching oneself means loving truly and completely, as it says in Mishlei, there is a loving friend more attached than a brother. And we see that scripture often mentions reverence for God before love of Him, as it says. Like, you need two feelings in your relationship with, with Hashem. There's two emotions that are major in your relationship with God, and you need both. You need love, which is hesed, love and kindness, and you need gevura, you need also awe, justice, restraint. You need both because to fulfill the positive mitzvot, you need love. You do the positive because you love. This is why you do them. And you abstain from the negative because of fear. Uh, I don't like the word fear, but here fear means awe, reverence. And really what the fear is, is the higher level of fear. It doesn't mean that we're scared of God. It means that we're petrified to be separated from God. And this is what we need to work on that if I do anything that goes against Hashem, really it's gonna take me away from Him. And just to think about that, that would not be, I would not be a, even able to breathe if I think I don't have Hashem close to me. So, so it says, what does Hashem your God ask of you? Only that you fear Hashem your God and love Him. You know, the only thing Hashem doesn't control is our fear of Him. This is it. The rest, we have no free will of anything. 
we we don't choose if we're gonna be rich or poor pretty or ugly we don't choose if we're gonna be tall or or, or short or fat or skinny we don't choose these, these things we already come like that if we're intelligent or not intelligent but the fear of god is something that we ourselves choose and that is not to be far away from god to be close to him this we choose this is the only thing we choose so be in awe of hashem your god and attach yourself to him it was necessary to place reverence before love of god because reverence is a goal of abstinence and its ultimate end reverence is the level closest to love of god and the first of its gates so reverence fear is a higher level of love is a much higher level of love because when you abstain from things that are not what hashem wants you to do really you you, you take a step back you don't do them because of your love for hashem how can i do this to god how can I go and buy gasoline in a place that it's announcing that it's open on Shabbat? Even if I'm desperate because I have my kids in the highway, how, how can I do this to, to Hashem? If I love him, he loves me and I love him. So this is a very high awareness of, of, of your relationship with Hashem. So it is impossible for a person to arrive at love of God unless he first has awe and reverence for God may he be exalted and we have therefore placed the gate of abstinence before this gate because it is impossible for love of the creator to be firmly established in our hearts while love of the world is entrenched within us when the world you're loving the world you love the glitter of the world then it's very hard to love god yeah the material world can be very glittery and, and it can be very uh, alluring but when you love so much the material, then you cannot come to love Hashem. Because you're, you're in love with yourself. You're in love with your pleasure, with your, with your feeling good and, and being happy. And it's not about getting close to Hashem and doing what Hashem really wants you to do. So when the believer's heart, as a result of understanding and, and insight, is empty of love of this world and free of its desires, love of the creator can be established in his heart and fixed in his soul in accordance with his longing for him and his perception of him as it says in the path of your judgments god we wait for you the soul's desire is for your name and recollection and this is yeshayahu and the altar rebbe used to say i only want you hashem i only want you i don't want mashiach i don't want your gold i don't want your 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 torah i don't want i just want you that's all i want all i want is you he was lovesick for hashem so uh, i'm very excited to go into this gate it it, it has um seven aspects of love which we'll begin learning next week one is what is the meaning of love of god we're going to learn what it really means to love hashem how many kinds of love of god are there how many what is the way to do it it's going to give us the way to get to him and it is within the power of human being to attain it and then there's various things that preclude it and the signs by which it can be verified in the believer and the last one is the ways of those who love God. So I'm very excited. I'll see you next week. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you.